As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The Westwood One Podcast Network. All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. Podcast. So buckle up, buttercup. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Team Never Quit podcast. My name is Andrew. I'm the producer, joined today by Marcus Melanie Trail. Hey guys, how you doing? Hello. Great. Did I Once say y'all's names? Then we're back. Yeah. It was yeah. so. I think it was merged together. It is. We're married. Once again, subbing in for Morgan. We got a freaking awesome guest on the show today. Victor Marks is a, I guess, former Marine. No such thing. Always Marine, right? Mm-hmm. Always Marine. And uh, humanitarian, high-risk humanitarian. He can also disarm you really quickly. What do you say, less than a second? Less, yeah, handgun. Or yeah. anything, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. guy's pretty incredible. So can't wait to get to that episode. Well, how many times you got a gun pulled on you to where you get that good at it? I can't wait to hear the... Uh, I'm sure there's a good backstory behind it. Yeah, I'm sure. So before we get to that interview, Patreon question of the day is, Jaden asks, when you're under extreme circumstances and stress, is there any kind of coping mechanisms or ways that can help calm your nerves? Me? I um, I shut my mind off. I just start gardening. <laughs> I'm not the right person to ask because I like to do really old people things. That's a coping mechanism. Yeah. I mean, I like to... I walk. I go outside and walk around, and I put my hands in the dirt. Oh, yeah. If it's an overall, just a atmosphere, life kind of stressing you out, I always go back to the basics. Start in, in the beginning of, in, of how you got to that exact position and clear your mind, just like she said. If it's an intense situation, stare right in front of you. The most important thing you need to remember is, and, and this isn't a joke or anything, but it's, it's breathing, all right? Start focusing on inhaling and exhaling, telling yourself to do that because the person who loses their breath first is the one that freaks out quick and the one that loses everything. So, right, I mean, you'll catch yourself holding your breath in a tense situation and then everything else starts fluttering apart because it's trying to realign itself. So the more intense it gets, the more, when you're laying on the ground dying, the last thing that you do is breathe. The body will shut down all the way down to a breath. 
if you're in that kind of situation, that's what you do. And whatever's standing right in front of you, you, you or you're looking around your situation and you find the weakest point, and then you focus all your energy on that to get yourself out of that situation, whether or not you have to go around it, above it, or or straight through it. And at no point in time do you ever lose your breathing pattern. That's all you focus on. Pain will go away, and you just move. I heard a great piece of advice the other day about putting an ice cube on the back of your neck if you're ever in an extreme stress or anxiety standpoint because it helps reground you. It keeps your head from being like everywhere and going because you're, like, you're so focused on whatever you're, is bothering you. Putting that ice cube on you kind of just, it's that little quick shock to be like, whoa, wait a second. That like, sounds dumb. You're here. Hey, but it, if it works, it works. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to try it. It works, it works. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Marcus won't be trying That's, it. That, you know what that is, right? <laughs> Nope. That's all right. I'm holding an ice cube on the back of my neck. What could I possibly be thinking about? Well, that's, I think that that's what it's supposed to do. That's exactly what distract that is. you from. It's like when yeah, you have a stomach it's, ache and they say to tap a hammer on your toe so you stop thinking about your stomach. Well, it's something <laughs> oh, yeah. completely opposite of whatever that's it is right. you're, you're snatched into. And that's, that is how you, how you pull your mind out of, out of a bad thought. You ever get a, what do they call them, earworms, where you start thinking about the same song over and over again? Oh, yeah. There's actually a tune you can whistle or hum that that clears that. Really? Yeah. What? Somebody came. Y'all know? Y'all never heard of that? No. Nope. It's a jingle. Like um, it's a popular one. When I say it, when I if I I try to think of I'll it. Look it up. You'll yeah. When you when you hear it, you're like, oh, is that what? It's like yeah. That whenever you get something cluttered in your head and you, and you clear your mind, you just whistle that tune. Well, I think Marcus had the best answer out of all these. Deep breathing. Breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when a woman's in labor, that's first, that's last. Like, that's all you can do is breathe, and there is no more much of a panic than what's going on right there, separating humans. I mean, that's the weird. That's the most violent thing I've ever seen. Not violent, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I've had my ass whipped all across the globe, so I, I know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> and that's what they talk about breathing, right? Growing up, martial. I mean, first thing, take pain. I get. <laughs> You ever stubbed your toe? You're like, ah, hi, ah. <laughs> you know what I'm it's, it's like, or anybody gets hurt, like, ah, oh, it's screaming real loud because yeah. it, it exhales all. Just That's feels, what a scream is. Breathing. And then you breathe, take that deep breath. It's kind of like running that everything to that zone. <laughs> Thanks for asking the question, Jaden. We appreciate it. Hopefully this was insightful at the least. Maybe you can go to YouTube and look up the the tune you got to whistle. Maybe that'll help too. Yeah, or maybe it made, made us dumber. I don't maybe, know. Maybe it just looks bad. If you want exclusive access to the show, bonus behind the scenes content, and get to have your questions asked to our hosts on the show every week, you can join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash team never quit. We also have some really cool gear, some things in a box that there's some surprises in there that are really cool, like a unique challenge coin and some other stuff that I'll leave to your your day that you get your box. But patreon.com slash team never quit. useful if you need it after. Yeah, there's a box. Put stuff the in box it. itself is a box. Patreon.com, team never quit. Let's get on to our interview. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. First of all, thanks, you guys, again for – and how did y'all – just so I know, how did y'all hear about me or what we do or what was that like? Yeah, someone someone shared a documentary about you to Kara that runs our social media, and then she shared it with us. And then oh, I've fun. been I've studied martial yeah. arts my whole life and uh, kind of – I've been to the, you know, the martial arts super show and did all the tournaments. And uh, matter of fact, 
Chuck Norris when he started that whole kick drugs out of America deal. I was yeah. just coming of age when uh, when he started that program in the schools and the and the and the tournaments and no whatnot. Kidding. Yeah, yeah. So I I've known your name for a long time. Oh well, get that's a chance very cool. to very cool. Have you on well, at something? Well, it's uh uh I I I, I appreciate what y'all do sincerely and um i'm thankful that y'all are using your platform and leverage to to help so many people in the in the uniqueness and the great fit of who y'all are you know because uh, it's needed man it's yeah. needed more than ever well thank you oh yeah no it's definitely a, a blessing and it's, it's turned into one of the deals there's so many magnificent people out there and because everyone's connected to them through their phone, they miss the whole wide special connection. And and when right. you when you bring everybody in and we just kind of sit around and everybody realizes, man, I, you know, we're we're a lot more similar than you than you think. Yeah, that 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 is the truth. So for me, my my father didn't claim me as his kid when he got my mom pregnant. Uh, you know, they I think she was married when she was like fifteen, had a baby when she was sixteen. So you know, their their marriage wasn't meant. Uh, under those circumstances, very highly unlikely they would make it. Um, but, you know, he went through a very hard time in his life. He was a drug dealer and a pimp for a while. My mother would end up marrying six times. Uh, so I went to 14 schools, lived in 17 houses. Uh, but I would say my, my life was impacted in a negative way uh, because of the unstable environment, the lack of a father, which resulted in me uh, experiencing uh, tons of insecurity, but worse, and the, the source of this was, you know, abuse. So I was physically abused, sexually, emotionally, uh, and tortured and left for dead when I was a kid. So that was uh, that was a framework on which my life was built. Not to cut you, stop you, but the way I've always kind of perceived, because of how you've, you've turned that into the lifestyle that you have now, I had a great childhood, but then it was a tough childhood. Morgan and I being born twins and early and all that stuff like that. And with guys like us, I had to grow up and become uh, of age so I could join the military to go into a program to get my ass handed to me like you did when you were when you were a kid. Totally. Right? So it's just like what happened was is you got thrown into the program before I did. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? If you, no, keep I the, if you keep that kind of warrior, I used to never talk about this when I was a kid or in, in the military, but there's a there's a a line that we walk, kind of a path, right? That and every hard time we go through shaves off a little bit of that weakness and shows us because true martial arts would be the ability to never throw a punch, right? Just to get out of the way and block the whole time and not escalate to the point to where you have to, but to get to that, that maximum point, you have to go through the, all the, the, the dark side of the yin and yang, right? You got to feed that, that dark wolf. How you came into the, into the game was, was early and exceptional. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to tell you that's, when I heard your documentary, or not your documentary, but a video uh, interview, uh, when I was watching it and you were talking about the abuse that you experienced, I just cried because I grew up in a very loving home and I could not imagine a dad. I mean, my, I have the best dad in the world, so I can't imagine someone having that experience. It just has broke five my heart daughters. For you. All right. My, you cages, right? I mean, chicks, you know how big families are. There's <laughs> oh, five yeah. of these daughters running around here. I love it. I love it. I've got three daughters. We, See? We, oh, yeah. And we got two grandkids now. They're both granddaughters, and we got one more on the way. So, yeah. We, we like making them pretty little babies. Mm. Oh, man. That, yeah. Well, you know, Cajun the, women the, can the, do that. I, I love the fact that you came from such a stable, good home life. Because that's the way it's supposed to be, right? And uh, I, I think part of my story is is telling people that God can redeem the worst that evil has done to you. And just like you said, Marcus, uh, I mean, the way we're formed and conditioned to become warriors of life, it works if we're willing to be victorious through it, not victims. To become bitter, you know, better, not bitter. Uh, some people stay in a victim mentality their whole life, and you lose hope, you lose direction. You never excel to the point where I think we were made to be. And and with that said, I, I still absolutely just consider myself like the most ordinary person. Oh, yeah. I just, yeah, I just finished being at three uh, Army bases. Uh, they're like three or four-day events. Actually, Tim Kennedy came and joined me. Yeah, I love Tim. I, I appreciate him. But you know what? It's uh, I'm, t I'm telling the soldiers, look, you know, uh, you can be ordinary and still – be able to do extraordinary things in your life. It's, it's, uh, 
and hard times. Uh, thank goodness there are hard times. Um, now, I, I, of course, I'd rather them be uh, controlled, but we can't always pick the way we're, I think, developed and made into. Oh, yeah. yeah the, exactly. You said it perfect. There are no bad times. There's just hard ones. It's what you're not prepared or trained for. And you got to, I've always kind of thought guys like you and I had to exist because somewhere back in the day, the family dynamic dropped off. Right, and, right, and because of that, if you had a you know some males out there, some wolves out there that weren't being trained by a woman and a man, yep. I, I mean her family's just like it's perfect. It's not no, no family's perfect, but I mean you need the. My dad's been married multiple times. Okay, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, no, but I'm, with it's the love, with the love and, and the and the kindness that's shown, and the minute that kind of breaks apart and the, and the kids aren't raising that, then you just set off to what, what can turn into wolves because the most dangerous thing on this planet is undisciplined human mind. Right, uh, the body's right. designed to take anything. When you were talking about right. becoming extraordinary, it's if you think about it, focus it in your head. You think about it when you're walking around. You talk about it; it, it will will form around you, and then right. the body will imagine all your gifts are already tucked in there. It's just a matter. It's just a matter of which ones you want to bring out. Right, I I agree. It's you know, so a person listening right now may go, "Well, I went through a hard time too, but I'm not able to get past it. How, how do I?" So there are things I call lies based in reality that when you believe a lie long enough, it becomes your own truth. When it's negative, it can tear a person down, destroy relationships, never allow a person to excel, to again, be who I think we're made to be. Like there was one time I was, I was held down on top of some wood pallets in a barn in the middle of the summer, and I have a concave chest, you know, it, uh, as a birth defect as a kid. And it's actually, you can see it online or in my book. It, it's so severe, as a kid, the only thing that would stop your fingers from touching uh, was actually my spinal cord. So uh, a very evil stepfather who we were, you know, my mother had hooked up with, he, he actually poured water in my chest and took a cattle prod and stuck the tip of it uh, mm. where that water pulled up so oh it wouldn't gosh. leave a mark. And when he'd hit it, my body would convulse because I'm being electrocuted, you know, shocked. And here's what's happened. I tell people, you don't actually take a quick breath afterwards. The majority of the time after you get shocked, the air that's trapped in your lungs comes out. So it sounds like, <laughs> and then you take a breath. Well, this man was so evil when he would shock me and that air would come out and I'd take a breath. He'd lean down and he would go, boy, do you know what that sound is? It's a sound of hope leaving your body. Oh, and I, those lies, which were based in reality, would so condition my mind that it took me years to work through that. But I would tell a person, the first thing you got to do is just never give up. Don't quit. Don't ever quit on your journey of of being made whole and well and fully operational because uh, your story's not done yet. And without hope, people do give up. But uh, I, I learned later in life, you know what? Uh, he's not the one that controlled my life. He's not the one that gave me hope. He's just an evil person. They did horrible things. The shame was never mine, which is important for people to understand. The shame is never theirs when people have done horrible things. And the second thing is crazy thoughts don't make you crazy. How oh, did yeah, you, man. I mean, at Amen. such a young age, how did you hold on to hope? Was there someone in your life that was like saying, okay, it's okay, we're going to get through this, or someone positive? There definitely were people in my life, whether it would be a teacher or a coach or, you know, if we went to church, I'd hear something. Uh, those were points of, I would say, encouragement or impact. But but really what I saw, because, you know, there's impactful things in your life and then there's great outcomes. I, I want long-term outcomes. What I would always tell myself is one day I will grow up. One day I will I will make it. One day I'll be on my own. One and, you know, it's like the gun disarm. If y'all seen that video where, yeah. where I do that gun disarm, it, people love it. You know, it's time that eight tenths of a second and that, you know, all that. But very few ever ask me, why did you get so good at it? Okay. Yeah. Because I, I, when someone told me that for the first time, I was like, man, how, where's he standing where he's got a gun pulled on him so many times he becomes so damn fast at it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, some of the places I've been. Yeah, all right. <laughs> No, you know what? My stepfather, when I was seven years old, put me in a chair and he pulled out his revolver, pulled back the hammer, and he would tap the gun to the side of my head. And he said, boy, if you've ever tell anybody what I've done to you, 
I'll just blow your brains out and tell the police you got my gun and shot yourself. So as a little kid, in my mind, I said, one day I will grow up and no one will ever be able to put a gun to my head where I can't take it away. And that's what drove me. That's what drove me to be able to have that speed. But the reality is, at a certain point, drivenness has got to be turned into being led. Because if you're just driven by certain things in your past, it can really, that can start to backfire on you. Where you want to excel to be the top 1% in anything you do and, you know, an outlier. But then you can't turn the drivenness off. So I tell people that's where that's where I think spirituality helped me with God. And I was like, you know, I read in Psalms 23, he's a good shepherd and he'll lead you beside still waters, you know. Um, and I go, I'm, I'm ready to be led. So that has helped me to understand that when you have these negative things imprinted in your mind, and it could be as an adult, you know, you know, we, we've guys, I guess we've gone through difficult things, you know, in other countries and seen death and dying and injustice. Uh, so, you know, how do we come back from that? And again, it's, we've got to have hope, but that attitude, I'm never quitting no matter what's happening right now. And look, I've been there. I, I just want your listeners to know I've, I know what it's like to chew on a cold barrel. I know it's like to be in a, I was telling somebody today, I've been in a padded room before, even though my marriage is great now, celebrating 31 years this week. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah, we just hit nine years ourselves. (laughs) Awesome. And I can see y'all's love, man, through your social media. It's it's, it's incredible. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I got to still, I guess to work on my running because she chases me all around the house, that woman. But, uh. You know what? It's uh, we were separated twice, and and I struggled with things. So I just would tell people, you can't give up on this journey of healing. Um, and and when times are dark, believe me, God can redeem the worst if you just don't give up. And always kind of, I would look at it like if those dark times would make you appreciate the shine. Oh, for and when sure. you start when when you when you get into that situation when you're like, hey man, that's not going to happen to me again. I'm going to turn myself into this. That's a fuel for our willpower. So it drives right. us in the direction, and hopefully we run into somebody, the teacher. Because when, right. when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. And then yeah. they have that, they're the ones that kind of rein in, put, put those rails up on the side, and be like, hey, man, we're going to keep you in here. It's just like we're pulling you back in a slingshot, and eventually, man, we're going to let you go. And when you get out there, all those tools and everything are going to come out. And you, you think about a lot of stuff when you get older, especially when you start teaching the younger ones. You're like, man, how did I learn that? And when did I remember? I, there was never a point when I was like, oh, I became this. It's like you just start, your your drive keeps you going to when all of a sudden you're standing there and somebody will walk up and be like, hey, could you show me how to do this? I know you're the you're one of the good ones at it. And I'm like, what? What? When did that happen? Man, when did I get old? Or, you know, right. Like, so right. the first 12, 15, 20 years, we're, we're kind of, we're in buildings. We're learning all that we can learn inside the building. And then when we get launched out into the, into the environment, that's still a schoolhouse too. It's like the, the, the big garden. And we're out here trying to make it work. And we're doing that with each other. And we create our own realities. And they're perfect when we're by ourselves. And the trick is when you walk out and you run into somebody else's reality, if you're trained for it. And if, right. if you can pick up, you know, before they even, even get close enough to you, what, what they're all about. Just by the way they carry themselves and what they say. That comes with time. That comes with like time and rank, right? The first 40 years of this just for training. You're trying to no. figure out the man that you're not. <laughs> and Brother, then, I, I love hearing you say that. Yeah, it's uh, it's true. Well, a lot of young guys, they're 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 trying to learn, they're trying to, the, they're trying to become something, and 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 I I tell young men, well, I, I was sitting on a curb in a parking lot in front of a health club, got my cap on, you know, and I'm 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 the old Miyagi, I'm just minding my business, <laughs> and this dude comes walking out, he's he's all swole, he's got a muscle shirt on, he just he walks by me and. You know, sometimes I probably poke the bear too much, but I said, hey, I said, what are you so afraid of, man? He walked over to me. He's standing over me like a tower. He says, well, I ain't afraid of you. I said, I, I, you shouldn't be. I said, but uh, you, you well, he said, why would you say I'm afraid? He starts yelling. I just said, well, you're posturing yourself like you're ready to fight any and everybody because you're afraid of something. Yeah. He's like, whoa. I said, as anybody, have you ever had a man look at you and tell you, you're squared away, you got it? He goes, well, no. I says, well, I can tell through all the exterior, you really do have what it takes, man. And Aww. you don't have to try to, you don't try to do it. Just, just be you. 
And he let out a big sigh of relief. And he goes, who are you? And I said, well, I'm, I'm no one of consequence. Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> I said, Google my name. I got a film out and I've helped some guys, you know, do some things. And I've done some things. And I watched him go to his vehicle. He opened it up and I could see his reaction. It was like, ah. <laughs> so it's just what you said. Man, we've earned a responsibility we have to the next generation uh, to share our knowledge, to share our experience. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, Captain Coffey, who was a POW in Vietnam, we were in Hawaii and we spoke in an event together. And I remember we sat on afterwards, he said, Victor, you know, we have a responsibility with the story we've been given to share to help other people, just like you, Marcus. Uh, and, and you've done a great job at that. Um, cause without that hardship, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure we'd be sitting here visiting. Oh, sure. I have and a question. The, I'm sorry. No, and right I know there. this isn't about him, but have you ever run into your stepdad again? What a great question. Uh, the answer is yes. Here's what happened. He ended up getting put in prison, uh, and he escaped prison out of the state of Alabama. It was a federal deal. He was on the NBC nightly news. Uh, uh, he was trafficking drugs in from the out of uh, big, 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 big thing. Well, he went to prison. He escaped. They never caught him. And um, years later, he came back into the country, turned himself in. And I had become married. I got involved in ministry. I was traveling, speaking. And I felt like I was supposed to go visit this guy. How'd you find him? Well, he he did his full time. He got out, and my sister, half sister, his full daughter, said, "Hey, he's he's on the river in a little bitty trailer, and he used to be a pretty wealthy guy." And this was in Mississippi. I said, "Let me let me give you his address." So I went, knocked on the door, and he got nervous, and, and then he tried to intimidate me, which was the most bizarre thing. And I was like, "Hey, I'm not that little kid anymore." And I said, "I'm full grown man, master martial arts, marine." And I saw he had actually just had open heart surgery. You can see that big zipper. Yeah. I was like, uh, I will unzip you. Oh, my God. Thing out. <laughs> I'll make it look like an accident on this little. <laughs> but, you, you know, the, the, again, the redemptive factor, one of the best weapons I've ever used for me in my life, and I love weapons, is, and, and I, I share this when I speak, is, is forgiveness. And I chose that day to give up my right to hurt him back for hurting me. Now, I am all about justice. You know, I, I, I have a ISIS flag because of work we've done the last five years uh, intensely in Iraq and Syria. I mean, the last pump I was in, my wife was with me, and we actually went to an ISIS confinement camp with over 70,000 wives and children of ISIS fighters representing 50 countries. Uh, we built an orphanage there, and we've helped recover a number of children out of ISIS territory and all kind of stuff. So I believe in justice, you know. But I looked at him that day, and I just said, you know what? Uh, I pitied him. He couldn't harm me anymore. And I was actually in the hospital uh, when he was dying. And he, the last day I saw him, he introduced me to his nurse, and he said, hey, nurse, this is my son. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my uh, And uh and he said, hey, uh, I'm proud of him. He said um, he became kind of like a karate preacher guy. I don't know what, but he, he helps people. And it made me feel good for him to say that. And, and then he said he's been worried about my eternity. Um, but he doesn't have to worry anymore. I made it right with God last night. <sighs> and the nurse, actually, it was, it was truly a holy moment. She backed up and. And I knew I knew now why I came back into his life, and uh, and I just I said you know I thought to myself Lord what do you want me to say I'm done I know I'm done, and I really felt like I was just supposed to look right at him and tell him I love him, and I did I said Dad I love you, and he turned for the first time in my life he said Boy I love you too, oh my gosh and then I took a pillow and I just put it over his face and right? felt yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for I'm like when are you gonna unzip him yeah, yeah. <laughs> go through the light go through the light oh my god! Uh, now that we got past that how's this pillow Does it... did you forgive him uh it was a my pillow right no, yeah um, exactly <laughs> thank you michael <laughs> yeah 
you know what? I, I did forgive him. I, and again, people, a lot of people don't understand what is forgiveness. Forgiveness, my best definition, is giving up our right to hurt someone back for hurting us. I believe in justice. I believe people should pay a consequence for their for their actions. And me forgiving someone, is it based on whether they like me or accept it or not? And uh, it, it's, it's like my wife has forgiven me many times. And I remember telling her one time, why are you forgiving me? I just you know, just blow a gasket. She goes, I have to, honey, for me, so that I can stay, you know, because unforgiveness turns into bitterness, and then bitterness will ruin and control a person's life when it doesn't, it doesn't have to. So, uh, yeah. No, it's the ultimate, it's the ultimate black belt test. It so, is. So what happened was, is, is through all your training to get as proficient as you were, and then to become a black belt and a, being a preacher, that was that was the test to to do the whole forgiveness to the one person that that made you as hard as you had to be, and then in that moment you kind of step back and people. I mean, it frees every bad moment you ever had with that person when you realize that they realized how bad they messed up, and it was in your hands whether or not whether they go up or down. Man, it's something, and it make it gives you a new perspective. And with that, you just limitless. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know, I, I feel like sometimes when people don't forgive others who've done them wrong, it, it, it hardens a part of our heart that actually our wife or children may need. Yeah. Because if part of our heart is hard, then we can't give love to someone who needs it. And really, we can't receive love because we're limited in our capacity. So, you know, that was part of the process for me because uh, I wanted to be the best dad I could be. And the things I learned from him negative, I'm thankful because he told me, he showed me what I didn't want to be as a father, right? Yeah, right. And uh, so, again, things are redeemable, and uh, and many people are caught up in addictions and horrible relationships and and lack of self worth. And that's one of the that's one of the things we love helping people with. That's why we made two films on they're called Triggered and Trigger Two for people who struggle with post traumatic stress. Uh, and they're for I mean they're documentaries to help people understand what it is what and and know there's hope. And then there's a full documentary on my life story. If anybody listening wants to watch it, you know, they can go to my website, Victor Marks with an X.com, and we've posted it on there. And um, you'll actually be able to meet through this full documentary. It's a 55-minute film, my real biological dad who came back into my life, right? Because that was my stepfather did all the crazy. My real biological dad who was living in Baton Rouge at the time you know, mm -hmm. wrote me a letter while I was in the Marines. And he's like, hey, boy, you know, I know I've never been a dad to you. And uh, Like a Ricky Bobby moment. It was definitely a Ricky Bobby. <laughs> uh, I, I can relate him running around a track in his drawers on fire looking for blue fire. <laughs> Help me, Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Is so, your documentary on Netflix or anything? No, it, we, we have it on YouTube and we have it on our website. We wanted the most eyes to be able to to watch it and it's in 15 different languages oh, wow. and we have people from all over the Congratulations. world. Congratulations. Thank you. Watch it. And, uh, you know, so 
the things coming forward in 2020, uh, you know, there's a book that's going to come out, a, a, a new book, but, and there's supposed to be a film associated with that. But my wife and I's goal, you know, after 30 years and everything we went through, we said, let's help as many people as we can. And you talk about social media, we reach about 1.2 million people a week in our English aspects. And then we have a complete Arabic social media as well, where we reach a little over a million a week as well. So uh, I'm more known in Iraq in Syria. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. I like what you said about the with, with the kids can the way I looked at it is I, the that's the next version of you. It's like Mark One Mod Two. Just all the doors yep. are shut, and it's 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 kind of like a brand new vehicle. You ain't put any miles on it yet, and you you literally spent the first part. Your, I mean, your life training yourself up to retrain yourself up so it can keep it going, and then uh, you know, all the hard time. I put pressure on my kids that I just want to see how they react because I know they're going to run into it when they're out there. Because I did, yeah. Uh, and uh, it it takes that. I mean, a strong mom can get them through it, no problem. I'm mom and oh, yeah. hen. I like to comfort. <laughs> yeah, that opposite. That's what's so good about it. You know, you marry opposite, your kids will be perfect. Yeah, yeah. You know, women are life givers, and and men are protectors, providers, uh, and it's what we do. And my wife and I, when we speak at events and marriage conferences, and we, I, you know, I, I just say, hey, if we run in our own lanes, it's great. It's when we start crossing over, it can be a little, little, little yeah. more consternation that's needed. So wives have to let the husbands raise their kids and help them launch. And then dads have to be willing to let moms be those life givers. It's just when a mom may need to cut an umbilical cord when their kids in their thirties, you know, still living in the basement. That'll saying, be me. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I definitely have I my umbilical cord. Keep that thing clean though. <laughs> <laughs> Real it is. Yeah. So we got a failure you, to launch. All right. Okay. Can you tell our listeners how you got involved with the humanitarian work? Oh, sure. Uh, when ISIS invaded Iraq, we we got contacted by the Kurdistan regional government, and they said there's a number of girls who have been held captive by ISIS. Uh, you know, we've heard about you. We, you know, it was through a friend, um, and then they asked, could we come help with trauma relief? So I didn't want to do it. You know, I just got back from Burma. I did a 30 day pump in there because you know we do high risk humanitarian work, and it's just our way to try to help and give back because we had a great career as martial arts in California and Hawaii. And, and then we, we, we started doing this where we wanted to help folks. So uh, again, I didn't want to do it. Uh, I was just getting over the mosquito fever. My wife was like, honey, there's a need. You need to put together a team and go. And I was like, woman, be quiet. You know, let me be. And, uh, and <laughs> I, 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 I told her, I said, Find some other organizations. There's there's bigger, better, more powerful. They got money. Let them go do it. And about two weeks later, she came back and said, hey, babe, no one wants to take the gig. You know, ISIS, they're cutting heads off. It's scaring people. She goes, come on. I was like, ugh. So, you know, I said, all right. So I put together a quick, little quick team, and we, we had a bunch of former guys, um, for security, because we had to put together our own team. It, you know, we had no QRF. Um, th this was all our doing, and I put together some good uh, psychological, from psycholo psychologists to uh, trauma specialists, and I said, we're, we're going in. Then my wife, you know, I mean, my wife goes, honey, I think I'm supposed to go with you. Mm. I was like, no, <laughs> not. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, then I'll just watch out for you the whole time. As he opposed wouldn't to, let man, me. Because <laughs> my, main, my main focus is always that. I, I had to go through everything I had to go through just to protect what this is. Right. So I know right. exactly what you're going through on that one. I'll be like, oh, I mean, hey. that's crazy making. Can you imagine? So it, that your wife's going to do a pump with you into oh, a you know, non-restrictive area. So I'm like, oh, my God. I had to join the military, go into SEAL train to go over there and do crap like that. <laughs> what exactly. You through all that. So we, we definitely, uh, we, we did some intense debating, uh, to say the least. And, and, uh, finally I just said, why do you want to go honey? Why in the world? I, I mean, I've got, I've got some Delta guys, some former SEAL team. I've got four, three, I said, you know, all of them are saying, no way. Don't you dare bring your wife. How are you going to lead the team? And I go, I, I know. Do you know my wife? 
She's just steady on. So I asked her, <laughs> why, why do you want to go? And she says, when you find the girls, and I know you will, you can't hug them, but I can. Oh, yeah, yeah. Aww. I love and your I, wife. I don't even know her. Right? And I'm just like, <laughs> no, that's some that's some woman knowledge there. I wasn't thinking about that. <laughs> because there was about 30 women that had been held captive, girls. And yeah, they don't want some, another guy. Yeah, yeah. No way. So and I just, so finally, you know, I was like, oh, uh, you know, how can I argue with that? So, you know, I show all kind of videos, you know, bad things happening, really, you know, stuff you can't really see. And and my wife goes, okay, babe, what's the worst that can happen? We, we die? And I'm like, yeah, we die. And then this is her response. Well, then don't we win? Because I have faith, and I, I have faith that we're going to go to heaven, so we still win anyway. Oh, my I'm like, gosh. are wearing me out. I was like, okay, okay. That's not the worst. The worst thing is that we don't die, and we have to go through that whole line. <laughs> well, okay. I, Who I is your oh, wife? Hey. We need to have her on. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I deal with that. Say, that's awesome. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. That's like Cajun women, man. You get... No, she's from California. She's her family's from Louisiana. Oh, yeah. yeah. The bloodline goes back <laughs> back to the swamp. Yeah. Back to the swamp. Yeah, man. She just migrated to California for a little bit. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah. You the the weirdest question my wife has ever asked me, she goes, and I normally don't ever say this, but you know, we're getting ready to load up and yeah, she goes, Honey, if we get wrapped up, you will put a bullet in me, won't you? You will uh, let them take me. I'm like, what? Oh my kind gosh! Is he goes, don't you dare let them take me. I was like, oh my gosh! I don't want to have this conversation. Yeah, no, uh, don't worry. But if I have one left after I get done with all of them, then we'll, we can yeah, talk about it. That's what I said. Well, I, I had one friend come in. His name is Ironhead, and he's 17 years of Delta. And I called him up. I said, Hey, Birch, this is Greg Birch, retired Sergeant Major Justin Greg. We've done some things before together in uh, Burma. But I said, Greg, uh, you want to go to a beautiful place with a lot of sand, just not a lot of water? And he said, Victor, I didn't lose anything over there, and I don't need to go back. And, and I said, I know. I said, Greg, I'm taking a team, and Eileen is going. And he got quiet. I said, I need one person. If something goes sideways, I, I need one person who can get her out. Uh, if we get in a firefighter, I need one person who can just disappear. He said, give me the date and time I'll be at your house before, night oh before. Oh my gosh, that's a good friend. Good friend. And uh, he had he had never gone back, and he went back for me and and Eileen. We, we love him to no, to no end. Uh, but you know what? We, we've been able to help 41, over 41,000 kids so far. So you got the girls. We uh, Yeah, we... The girls had been set in a, in, a, in a refugee camp. We got to them, helped them with psychological help. And then when things just, where things changed for us on this first time in was a girl that Eileen was literally hugging, who had been through all, I mean, because there were some girls who had been raped, one girl, 30 times before lunch. I mean, you're talking the most evil, evil, evil. That's why they didn't want to live anymore. But I mean, literally, I've got a picture of it. I'll, I'll send it to y'all. But this girl she's hugging, sitting next to her, keeps looking at Eileen's watch. And it was it was a nice watch I'd given her for, I think, a birthday anniversary or something. And, the, and this young girl kept fixating on it. And Eileen goes, do you like my watch? She said, yeah. Eileen takes her watch off and gives it to her. 
And she says, you can have it. I'm like, hey, I gave you that watch. Huh? <laughs> Something he uh, would say. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then the girl, get this, y'all. This girl goes, y'all really care about our sisters, meaning girls still being held captive. We're like, yeah, of course. She goes, and I'm not kidding, y'all. She reaches in a pocket. She goes, when I ran out of the building, when they were being freed, she goes, I grabbed the Emir's iPhone. Do you want it? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Oh my god. Nice work. And I just went, holy smokes. Of course, all my guys on the team that heard that turned and going, You have an a mirror of ISIS? Yeah, iPhone. That's it's loaded. Well, and then that just opened up floodgates to where uh we we you know we got so heavily involved and uh and all of it's been driven by love. We haven't received any money from our US government. Um, and we brought in Dave Eubank of Free Burma Rangers. You want a great interview on your podcast, get Dave in. Um, and um, uh, you, you know what? We've just seen – I mean, when you bring a baby home from a, a fighting area in Mosul that's parents were just murdered by ISIS, and you're, you're walking with that child at 2 in the morning who's screaming because he knows he'll never see his parents again, that that's as hard of a wake up call as you know you can get, and then the next morning watching my wife dance with this baby to music and seeing them laugh, and I go, wow, wow, what 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 a mission we're set on to help those who've been affected by ISIS and terrorism and war and and uh, so yeah, it's uh that's how we got involved and that's what we've done and and uh, you know. We can't do it forever, but we're looking to start training a uh, younger generation who may have the same passion to do the deal. Amen, brother. That's crazy. That's, That's awesome. That's not us. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Every time he starts talking, I got quiet. I started getting fired. I was like, babe, man, let's go do yeah, that. Yeah, no. Get online, walk down there, <laughs> hey, snatch so all the no. fools out. I'll cheer him on from here. I got a bunch of buddies just itching to do stuff like that. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I know. We, we, Hell, we you run around with them. Right, right. I mean, we we got a list. You are of one. Time. What am I talking about? <laughs> it's almost like you're. We were talking about this earlier. Like you're a mix between uh, Tim Kennedy and Jeremy Courtney. Do you know who either of those are? Uh, I know Tim, but I, I don't know Jeremy. Jeremy Courtney personally. was on our podcast a couple years ago, and he, um, him and his wife moved to Iraq. Oh yeah, uh, love. Yes. Uh, love anyway is what it's called and uh they they like basically just take care they're christians but they take care yeah. of everybody they're feeding they're feeding kids they're feeding kids no. yeah and people no they're you know what they're they're one of the few groups that i actually would say uh they're doing a good work cuz there's a lot of people that claim to yeah. do stuff uh -huh. yeah. in 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 everything yeah sure Being sex trafficking to you know, NGO work, and I'm like, man. But they, uh, preemptive love. Preemptive love, that's, that's it. Yeah, their yeah, slogan is love anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Jeremy and them, I've never met them, but I'm aware of them because, you know, uh, it's it's a small community over there when you run out. They do a great job, and I'm I'm thankful for them. But, you know, there, there's, there's, so, there's so much, there's so many needs. Um, you know, our, we're, you know, we're based in Colorado now, and uh, but we still have an orphanage over there. We I mean, we were in Syria not long ago. Um, uh, we've been asked to go to uh, Ukraine 
can you tell us, I know we, we want to hear about your Never uh, Give Up tour. Thank you. Thanks for asking. So uh, a few years ago, some friends of mine in the Army um, let me know that things weren't going well uh, for active duty Army personnel, uh, and the suicide rate was starting to increase. Um, and they were, you know, this was at a Pentagon level, because uh, I've, I've, I've spoken to leadership up, up there and done some things and and have great relationships, but people just let me know, we need help. So that's why we worked on Triggered and Triggered 2 and put together some corresponding workbooks. And uh, so they, I was asked by some key people, what would you recommend to help us? So I came up with a three-pronged approach. One, a tour that would put, uh, that put me in front of troops, active duty on bases, meet them where they're at here or overseas, and do fun stuff, do my martial arts gun stuff, uh, bring one of my dogs, my canines, let them do some bite work, um, bring in people like Tim Kennedy, other speakers. Marcus, you're, you're somebody on my happy list. Roger that. Just ask. Yeah. Whatever you need. <laughs> it's, on, it's on the podcast now. Yeah, I'm there. Uh, uh, so, and, and this would, uh, and then we would give away free resources of my film or my life story in a book form, you know, and then I have a text number where uh, soldiers can text me literally anytime they want. And myself, if I'm on the text or my team will respond to them. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And basically, it's a different approach to suicide awareness because, I mean, the three bases I've just been on, two of them were having suicides every other week and weekly. And, you know, there's a time where you stop using a broken model and use something different. So that was my first prong approach. Second one is to uh, a partner is Reboot Alliance. They have area support groups all around military bases where uh, people can attend with their wife or spouse or single and, and, and be encouraged uh, by others who are going through. And then the last prong is uh, Mighty Oaks with Chad Robichaux. Yeah. And, yeah. We know Mighty Oaks. Yeah. He's such a good guy. Um, first time I met Chad, he, you know he's a Cajun. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time I met him, I walked up to him, and uh, he, he didn't know me. I was hiding in a crowd. He just spoke and said, uh, Mr. Robichaux, is there a height limit on being able to pull a trigger as a Marine? And he looked at me and he just goes, I used to be taller. <laughs> I said, all right. Uh, so we, we, we hit it off. We're, we're close friends. So, you know, sending people active duty to, to his camps or veterans, it's all paid for. And uh, a lot of our military doesn't even know this. Right. So, so we started this, and we did a you know proof of concept. Um, and the only thing I would say that needs to be done uh, through this tour, because we have bases lined up we're supposed to go to, and that's just army, but we're going to branch out. Is uh, it has to? We ha- you have to have the support of the command. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, if it's just a chaplain uh, sponsored event, you know. I mean, I was a marine. You hear chaplain's going to do something? Oh yeah, few- I get it, man. It's like, oh, great. That's good for them. So uh, we are saving lives because it's that critical. And I've already gotten feedback where people are saying, man, I, I've been contemplating suicide. And have you just done anything with hear- Gary Sinise? I have not. I've not met Gary or hooked up yet. So We have someone very close to us that is on the board of uh, Mighty Oaks. Good. Yeah. Well, it's uh, uh, the Never Give Up Tour is an absolute uh, life 
saving uh, initiative that we've got going. And it's through the Victor Marks group because uh, we have our ministry, All Things Possible. Then we have the Victor Marks group, which does other things like this. And, um, you know, we're really happy and, and hopeful that uh, we'll be able to continue uh, because it matters. You know, it's, it's hard to do work overseas knowing that your brothers and sisters are taking their lives back here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that, that aches. So we decided to step into that space, uh, and kind of do things the way we do. And, and, uh, and it's, it's working good so far. Although (laughs) I, I won't say who, but some people gave me access to a tank and, um, and said, Hey, would you like to drive it? I'm so like, are you kidding me? Of course. Let me think about it for a second. Okay. Yeah. As I was climbing in the turret, they put me in and, and the last thing they said is, uh, because I go, hey, I've never driven one. They go, well, there's a brake, the gas, the kill switch, and you know, here's the steering wheel. I said, good enough. Roger that. And yeah. they, they go, we've never taken it up the fourth gear. That's a top gear. They shouldn't have ever told a Cajun Marine that. Nah. <laughs> I, that thing barreling in fourth. They, I could hear them on the headsets laughing their head off. Oh. I was like, I was like, what's the worst going to happen if I hit something? We'll run over it. All right, and they never started in fourth. We're going to start in fourth. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> go from there. That's funny. So yeah, we uh, 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 we what we are looking for with the, the Never Give Up tour is sponsors, people who want to give us gear or stuff to give to the soldiers, and um, you know we're just kicking this thing off. I have a few bases under us, but yeah, we're looking at anybody who wants to go. Hey, uh, when you go to bases, yeah, we'll we'll donate this, we'll give them that or whatever. So um, people can hit us up at victormarks.com. And we will be glad to entertain sponsorship. Yep. We'll what put about the just regular out. listeners? How can they get involved or what they, what can they do? Well, you know, we always tell folks, follow us on uh, social media, we, you know, and um, that in itself is almost like a, a, a journal. So they can track with us and follow with us. And people like to pray can pray. People who don't believe in God can not pray and still find him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They they can pray to nobody, oh. and uh, <laughs> uh, and then you know we're 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 a nonprofit organization, and I tell people we're we're not hurting for money, so uh, but we can always gain support to help us to do more. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. And um, if they go to our website, we've got a brand new website. It's just smoking cool, and that that easily explains what we do. Uh, and we're here to help. If they need help, they can contact us, and we will give uh, people listening free resources to help them on their journey as well. Awesome. That's Thank awesome, you so man. much for yeah, coming, coming on, on and telling us your story. Welcome to the team. we got your dossier hey, right here. <laughs> it, it's great to be here. And you know what? My wife and I look forward to seeing you all uh, in person and doing some stuff and, and having fun. Oh, we already set it up. We'll be down well, at the border with you. Yeah, we'll, we'll meet at the border, and one day we'll bring you all out to the ranch if you want to come. No, kick it off from there or after. Yeah, that'd be cool. That, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, y'all. All right, thanks. thanks. God bless you, man. Be good. Hey, God bless y'all. Love y'all. Love Love y'all. Bye. So each week we get to do something super special. We get to share stories that you guys write into us. If you don't know about this, you got to head over to the website right now, teamneverquit.com slash podcast. There's a button that says share your story. On that page, you're going to find tons of stories from our listeners, just like you guys that have written in and shared what it is that you're going through, what you're fighting with, what you're pushing through. The stories are incredible. They're not always your own story. Sometimes they're stories about other people. And that leads me right into today's story, Honor Thy Father by Stephen Let's jump right into that. My story starts about three and a half years ago when I received a call from one of my sisters saying that our dad had passed away at 93 years old. He had a fulfilling life, literally born in a log cabin in Montana, then moved to Wisconsin during the Great Depression. After World War II kicked off, he decided to fight with the best and became a Marine, fighting all through the South Pacific. After the war, he met and fell in love with our mother, had three kids, providing a loving, supportive environment to grow up in. Always there for us and never said no when I asked him to play catch. Taught me how to drive when I was 14, back the boat into the water, shoot a gun responsibly, and took me fishing all the time. And of course, watched Green Bay Packer games and military movies and documentaries. 
Now, I share this to show what a great positive male role model he was and still is. Now, after his death, I had something like an unreachable itch. I didn't know what it was, but something was there. About a year and a half ago, I heard Jose Sanchez's story on TNQ and was amazed how he became the light in his darkness. He also talked about running the Marine Corps Marathon and what a challenge it was to finish. Then it hit me like a Mack truck. I need to run that marathon to honor my dad. I immediately called my wife and told her. She said, okay, do it. Now, being an avid non-runner, I started run walking with my wife who supported and encouraged me to keep pushing on. I worked my way up to running 5Ks and then a half marathon, all with my sights on the Marine Corps Marathon. I talked with my runner friends and read countless articles on training for a marathon, telling myself this is all for him. Now, training in Florida in the summer's heat was part of what I wanted. I wanted all the pain and the suffering because of all the pain and suffering he must have went through during the war. I just wasn't being shot at. Finally, we got to race day and I was beside myself with anticipation. A year and a half in the making. My wife was there, as well as my sisters and one of my nephews and friends who came to D.C. The first 15 miles was in the rain, downpours at times, but this was part of the pain. Never once did I think about quitting. When I finished the race, I could feel my dad's presence and see his smile. I never in a million years thought I'd run a marathon, but I did, and I honored my dad carrying his flag that was presented to me at his funeral all the way. Now, because my dad was an advocate for veterans, I wanted to help our vets. So we raised about $3,500 that went to the Simper Fi Fund and also to a local charity that helps people dealing with cancer. I'm thankful for Jose's story and all the other stories your guests have shared. Thank you, sincerely, Stephen. That's so cool, Stephen, that you did that. I mean, not only for yourself, but for your dad and carried on his his memory and continuing to carry that on through your passion to want to be just like him. It's like we can't really step in and be be a man until your father actually passes away. And, and you know, everything they used to say to you and that you would hear that you said you would never say, you catch yourself saying them once uh, he's passed on. And it's just like, that's the that was the last door that was open and you and you carry in that spirit man you just kind of and it, it just engulfs who you are and it reminds you how what, what they did teach you and how special they were and uh to recognize that and to push through those limits that's awesome brother man thank you for writing in and sharing that seriously thanks for sharing your story if if you'd like to share your story head over to teamneverquit.com slash podcast there's a share your story button in the navigation click on it you can actually read a ton of other people's stories I'm sure they'll be inspiring to you and help you with your journey. And we'd also love to, to continue reading more stories. So make sure you submit your story over there. As soon as I heard his first video, I recognized his accent as my family. Uh, I didn't get the Cajun accent because I left uh, to Texas too young. But he sounds like one of my uncles. Well, his last name is Marks, and Marksville's right up the road, right? <laughs> Their family yeah, but probably. His last name is definitely not French. Um... Well, neither is Marksville, right? They're probably the Germans came in and settled <laughs> that, and then, and then they met, they met when they got there, and then they, here we go. But and y'all know y'all. I mean, Louisiana y'all are kin. Come yeah, on. <laughs> I love that we had a Cajun on, um, and I love what he's doing. I mean, my heart is just. Right there with um, everything that he's doing, and I could just see him. Oh, yeah. I don't ever see her binge watch a couple shows over and over again, but there was one back in the day called Machine Gun Preacher. And I mean, oh gosh, it, if it I has to do with, with the Lord and saving kids, <laughs> man, and uh, yeah, you know, that's me. You know, she's gonna be over there freaking. I know. And he said that uh, he's training the younger generation. I'm thinking, how, are we that much younger than him? Are we the same age? The fact that he's been married for 31 years, I knew he was a little bit older than us, but um, I, I love what he's doing. Yeah, y'all make sure you go check out everything he's got going on, the documentaries, his social media, everything, because it seems like he's he's right up our alley of the type of people we love to yeah, support. Yeah, and so. I. I mean, those are the best stories. Those of us who have been born into the uh, into the game early, right? You started your your adversity early, and look what it what it produced. So, but and people thank you like for... that too that have strong marriages. I that just I love having other people to look up to that have had a marriage longer than ours, sure. um, and that is also a marriage built on Christ and a marriage of serving others. Um, those are the kind of people that I look up to. Man, that's what draws us closer together. It's like when we lose our clarity, do some charity, and when the, if we the longer we go without doing that, it's kind of like you start you know, other stuff fills it. it. That's a great point, babe. We can handle anything, me and you. I ain't worried about it. <laughs> I love you. If you want to be the first one to know when we drop new episodes and make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, press the purple subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or any other major podcast player to be notified the moment we release a new episode. Share the episode with a friend if you like to. We love you guys. Thanks for coming back every single week. Seriously, we can't thank y'all enough. Um, 
each and every day we bring somebody on here and bring them into the team. We learn something new about ourselves and the situations that we've all been in or, or get stuck in. And it's, it, it's great when a, when a coach comes in here and points something out that, that you weren't even focusing on. So thanks again for doing that. You know, again, y'all, thanks for bringing us back. We love y'all. God bless you. We're out. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.